Welcome. It's nice that you came back. And last time I started with um, a title of a book, uh, which is a teaching His Holiness the Dalai Lama gave many years ago. And the title of the book is uh, The Heart of Meditation, Discovering Innermost Awareness. <coughs> and I said that, so what we are going to explore the, in, this, uh, in our meditations is uh, what is meant with innermost awareness. And I gave other words, other placeholders, other, other pointers. Um, so it's important that you find something which resonates with you. Maybe you call it your spiritual essence or the inner silence or the nature of your mind or Buddha nature emptiness, the perfection of wisdom. And His Holiness says in, the, in this book that all spirit traditions are about recognizing that inner peace, that natural peace, that intrinsic well-being, uh, which is uh, possible to access for us, and which is never destroyed to whatever horrible things happened in our life and our, no matter how unhappy we are in a given period of life or how much we suffer from anxiety or depression uh, there is that there is there is that possibility to experience the inner silence the inner peace which is in the nature of love. It's our home. It's, it's what, what is the essence of refuge in the Buddhist teachings. So to, tonight I want to start... So And then I also talked last time about this different view, two different views in the Tibetan tradition, the developmental view, which says something like, yeah... Of course, you have the potential for peace, but you need to do this and this and this and this, and then in the future, once you're healed, you will experience peace. And then there's the other view, it's called the resultant view, or the fruitional view, which says, no, that peace which you are seeking is already here, you already have everything you need to be complete, to be whole, to be healed, it's just a matter of uh, recognizing it, experiencing it. And our practice is always a mixture between these two approaches. But I want to kind of emphasize a bit the resultant view and the fusional view. And so what I want to look into today, after the first meditation, to start to look into how, from the resultant view, from the fusional view, from the view which holds that our home is here, 
in this moment. Heaven is now. Amayisha says in the introduction to Tantra, heaven is now. How from that view do we work with moments of intensity? What do we do with despair? What do we do with anger? What do we do with reactivity? The many experiences we have where it does not feel like heaven at all. I mean, heaven is like heaven is like far away. I mean, it's like it almost does not exist. Uh, and part of that, part of this, and, and we will return to that, of course, because that's, I guess, we are all interested in that. Part of that is to be introduced to something which in the Tibetan tradition is called the subtle energy body. Um, so, after the first meditation, I will talk a bit about that. And then, after the break, I will lead a meditation uh, where I invite you to explore that. And then, in the coming week, I will um, encourage you to uh, continue that exploration, that curiosity about what is called in the Tibetan tradition the subtle energy body. And then I will make the connection between uh, getting familiar with the subtle energy body and how that can be one door to work with moments of intensity. So not a conceptual way to work with moments of intensity, not cognitive at all, so no cognitive that's also fine, but uh, an energetic way to work with moments of intensity. But uh, before I get too much into the talking, uh, and, uh, let's uh, sit quietly, so to create some space and to arrive here. <coughs> Adjusting the posture. We'll take some time for just noticing the way you sit uh, with the chest somewhat open, shoulders relaxed, and the head is balanced on top of the spine. Gently shift from the doing mode to the being. And part of that shift is to shift from the head into the body. 
So with the next out breath, I invite you to kind of slide into the body, even down into your feet. most important ingredient here is a sense of friendliness, a sense of kindness. So this shifting into as best as you can into a sense of tenderness, of gentleness. <coughs> Letting yourself be There's a sense of letting go, a sense of relief. Letting go by letting be. And if you feel some discomfort there or some tension, what we explore here, if, if you just hold it gently in your awareness, as if your awareness is some healing hands and that discomfort or that tension is a little baby and you hold you hold that baby tenderly So with the in-breath, and you breathe naturally, but with the in-breath, attending, befriending, and with the out-breath, giving space. And of course, thoughts continue to arise, also depending on what you brought into this space now. And that's okay, but see if you can emphasize the sensations, the energy in your belly.
all do the same. So you can also be supported by the compassion, by the kindness which arises when we share like this. So it's really a welcoming, so we don't do this uh, to get rid of it or to make it go away. And then with the next in-breath I invite you to bring more attention in towards the into the solar plexus just below the rib cage and also there holding gently touching softly and with the out breath a sense of melting Letting go of the control freak. And it's uh, it's a bit uh, like falling in love. So it's not like concentration that you need to concentrate, but it's more like that tenderness, that gentleness, that curiosity which comes with falling in love. in breath, breathing into the heart, into the chest, bringing your attention there. And if there's some discomfort, softly and with the out breath space let yourself be okay Letting go of fixing, of controlling, trying to find explanations. And being supported by the still and the stillness, the presence which arises when we sit together.
you breathe into discomfort. If there's discomfort, then you breathe into the discomfort we share. Almost like together healing the pain we share. Nobody alone. And if you need some more support, you can imagine the presence of the Buddha or the Dalai Lama. You feel the presence of a teacher who embodies that gentleness, that kindness. And then if you notice that you get caught into the storyline, into the commentary, into memories, the inner judge, that's okay. It's like the noise outside. It's just happening. But it becomes less important. And then you come back, breathing gently. into the heart. Not so much the physical heart, also the emotional heart. Having a sense that we are breathing into the same space. into the shared heart. in-breath, I invite you to pay some attention to the shoulders and to the neck. And there again, noticing the energy there. Almost as if you can give yourself a massage with breathing and awareness. Let yourself be okay.
really. It's okay. It's fine. So you don't need to do this right, or you not even need to follow my instructions. Just be yourself. Relax. Then uh, bring your awareness to your face, particularly the jaw, the mouth, soften, open. And also the area between the eyebrows and the forehead, the eyebrows and the forehead, softening, relaxing, with the out-breath sense of relief, like a flower opening. And with the next in-breath, the whole body, also focusing out the whole body, from the toes, the the feet, to the top of your head, whole body, this community of millions of millions of cells. which are in the nature energy and feel feel if possible that the whole body is breathing There's a sense that you are sitting in your head, looking down onto your body. See if you can dissolve that imagination. (coughs) Being in the whole body. bathing, like taking a bath, bathing the whole body, 
in gentleness. And then when you get caught up again, you find yourself more in the head. With the next in-breath, you slide back into your hands, into your feet. Then you become also aware of your surroundings, the sensations of the air on your skin, and the sounds. possible we can appreciate the stillness, the presence, the field of awareness which arises when we sit quietly together, holding what we experience in loving awareness. in the foreground of your experience, pleasant or unpleasant. Peace is also happening. Stillness is also happening. Could you allow yourself to listen to that stillness? With your belly, with your heart, with your hands. stillness, thoughts come and go and sounds come and go, this voice comes and go, feelings, sensations. Could you allow yourself to tune in into that which does not come and go?
like the sky. carried away by a content, you can ground yourself again, maybe with the hands, the breath. And then heart like the sky. yourself be okay. <coughs> Nothing is excluded. Then if something comes to the foreground, pleasant or unpleasant, you allow that to happen. Touching it, holding, looking at looking at it with a loving gaze. Turning and resting.
and returning. Returning to the aliveness in the body, the breath, and then tuning in into the stillness which we share. bathing together in the loving gaze, like sitting in the morning sun. The eastern sun. With the whole body, from the toes to the top of your head.
So coming from the fruitional view, from the resultant view, in your meditation, what that means is that uh, nothing which uh, what nothing of what you experience in meditation is seen as an obstacle or is seen as something which needs to be overcome or it needs to needs to be fixed or needs to be uh, pushed out. So from the fruitional view, uh, all that is rich, all that is all that is actually wisdom or Buddha nature. It just needs to be unpacked. It needs to be related to differently. So in the there is, a, for example, when we take the example of anger, like in the sutra approach to anger, which is the development of you, then anger is presented as something you know. It's almost like evil. It's something you know which we need to play up, which we need to uh, apply antidotes to, something which is only bad. Like and then you get these teachings of that one second of anger destroys, you know, <coughs> the positive energy of lifetimes. And um, so, in, in the in the fruitional view, in the resultant view, one would fundamentally assume that there's a wisdom aspect in anger. So how can we unpack that? And we ca- and uh, how can we change our relationship to anger so that it becomes a friend, or that we realize that it is a friend? It is already a friend. So the way I now led the meditation, it was you know coming from that view that see what happens. See what happens if you if you do nothing. Not no, doing nothing in the sense of oh, I give up, I I space out. I no. The doing nothing is uh, what happens if I if I look it straight into the face that energy. If I hold it in the loving gaze. This is the warrior path. This is really manly. Not not, uh, not distinguishing between man and woman. Yeah. So, but it is that, and not being afraid. You know. So facing that, being there, assuming that all that is gold. All that, all these, all everything which arises—distraction, sleepiness, boredom, depression, anxiety, uh, not knowing, being confused—yeah, uh, the the whole, the whole—that's all. That's all precious, rich. 
uh, mysterious magic. That's where the juices for your awakening. That's where the nature. That's where you. No, that's where you find innermost awareness. You don't find it like. You don't find it. Oh, there's anger. I look somewhere else. Oh, there is despair. I look somewhere else for peace, for enlightenment, for awakening. No, it's there. Of course it's there. It's not behind it. It's not on the right. It's not on the left. It's right there. So, I want to start this explanation or this what I want to make you curious about tonight is what I, uh, what is called the subtle energy body. I will send you also some readings about it, so you get some, some because I don't want to give you so much information. So I will send you some articles from different <coughs> teachers about uh, the subtle energy body. Uh, so you can. So I want to make you curious, maybe first intellectually. But then actually uh, to, to make you curious to make the working with the subtle energies part of your meditation practice. In daily life, of course, then in relationships. You know, when, when the shit comes out, and it comes out in our relationships, yeah? that's why we are in a relationship. We're not there to be happy. I mean, then, would we, then we would be single. <laughs> <laughs> it's much easier to be happy when you're single and relationship I mean you all, we all have relationship does not mean only romantic or you know, uh, also you know, relationship to our parents neighbors and, and to the people we work with and so what I want to make you curious about is how to bring the work with the subtle energy body into the into our relationships. Very different way to work than, you know, cognitive trying to you know argue yourself out of situations, and it's a very different way, a completely different way to work. I'm not saying that the cognitive way to work with situations is useless. Yeah, but this is a kind of uh, additional possibility. But before I say something about the subtle energy body, uh, uh, body I want to read this quote from you from the same book, uh, The Heart of Meditation, uh, from His Holiness, uh, because it shows a bit where we are going with this. So no matter what kind of consciousness we might consider, so no matter what kind of consciousness we might consider, so uh, uh, His Holiness is covering the whole, the whole uh, spectra of our experience, because everything we experience, we experience with consciousness. So this moment is experienced within consciousness. Yeah? So this is a, this is a kind of consciousness, the experience you have right now. So it's the whole from joy to despair, but also including all the sense, uh, the stream of sense data. So that's also a, a kind of consciousness. 
we have to look uh, we have to look into this a bit more also in our meditations really you know to open our uh, our awareness that everything we experience we experience in consciousness it's all in your mind you can't actually, you will never be able to prove if there's an outside world there independent from mind. It's impossible to prove because to do that, you need to use mind. And <laughs> you, can't, you can't look somewhere else than in mind, in consciousness. Even if you're very quick. So, but... So, all everything. So it's very uh, it's very inclus inclusive. This statement. So, no matter what, the clear light of innermost awareness pervades it. Yeah, the clear light of innermost awareness pervades it. So, no matter what consciousness, uh, what experience we have, it's all in a sense. The clear light of innermost awareness pervades it. So, innermost awareness is the code word for Buddha nature, Dharmakaya, God, uh, being, oneness, uh, the beloved, uh, your essence, uh, the ground, the great mother, uh, mm. you know, beingness. Uh, uh, yeah, so many different words. So the Dharmakaya, emptiness, Buddha nature pervades all kinds of consciousness. Now he uh, mentions a metaphor which I found helpful. Ice, even when it is solid and very hard, does not pass beyond the nature of water. So ice comes from water, is in the nature of water and dissolves back into the water. So while it is ice, it is, it is also water. So if you would look for water and you have a block of ice, you don't need to travel far. It's right there, the water. Another metaphor here is the wave and the ocean. So the wave comes from the ocean while it is a wave, it's in the nature of water, it's in the nature of ocean. So it's not, it's not exactly the same, but it's also not different. And then it dissolves back into the ocean. So these are two metaphors which, uh, which uh, point to that view of the, of the, the resultant view, the fruitional view, that what we are seeking no. Let's let's uh, let's uh, continue with this quote. In the same way, no matter how coarse, rough, or co no how coarse, rough or coarse conceptions might be, the place from which they dawn and the place in to which they vanish, when we no longer think them, does not pass beyond innermost awareness. So. Again, he says the same like in the first sentence. No matter how difficult it is, no matter we think this 
definitely is not enlightenment. This is definitely not awakening. This really sucks. It's dangerous. It shouldn't be there. Give me something to get rid of. Heal. I don't want this. So what he says, this is the ass. This is the wave. And what you are looking for, water, is not to be found somewhere else. And even while it is there, the block of ice or the wave, it never loses, it never, how does it say? Oh no, that was another quote. He, he, he says something, it never, it never loses the scope of being water. Ice never loses the scope of being water, something like that. Leaves, ice never leaves the scope of being water. So, now, how? That's the view. So, that's the view. So, what is being said? That's why Lama Yeshe say can say, heaven is now. He does not say, yeah, yeah, heaven is, is now, but first you need to do something with your anger. Heaven is now, but, you know, you are so attached and you have all these uh, non-Buddhist patterns. Uh, you, you need to do some work. Yeah? And then, yeah? no, he says heaven is now. And he does not say that just to be polite or to be funny or uh, you know, to, to give us some hope or to lift us up. Uh, so now what I would like to um, start to you know, explore or make you curious about is how can we make that actually experiential? Because our experience quite often is when we are reactive, when we get angry, when our buttons are pushed, ah, we, are, we feel disconnected from heaven. We feel disconnected from peace. And actually a lot of things then we do, what we are then why we would learn meditation or why we would go to any self-development is kind of secretly with this idea that how can I get rid of this? Yeah, sometimes not so secretly. I mean, often it is e even sold as that. You know? Come to me and I give you a tool so that you can get rid of anxiety. And or nothing of that works, of course, because we are going to experience anxiety on and off for the rest of this life. That's how it is. Welcome to the human to the human embodiment. So now, uh, and I hope you all have tried many methods to get rid of anxiety so that you have kind of given up the hope in the, <laughs> in the kind of trying to get rid of anxiety project, you know, needs to be finished at one point. Maybe I'm not ready yet, but at one point. After you have try to fix it. Of course, some of the methods, they give some relief, some temporary relief. Yeah, medication or you know, some cognitive training, maybe. 
but uh, so now how can we relate to it um, in a different way that we actually yeah that we become curious about anxiety that we see it as something as something as a messenger as a as the place where we wake up so for that uh, a little introduction into the can you just switch on the light uh, into the energy body not so much I, uh, I will send you some more information so this is from a book it's called Open Heart, Open Mind Zogni Rinpoche the teachings on the subtle energy body in the Tibetan tradition are, are kept secret. You, you're not going to get them like, you know, in any kind of uh, Buddhist teachings. Or so. They are part of the highest yoga tantra teachings. So people are supposed to have initiations uh, to get this kind of teachings. It's different in the Hindu approach or in other approaches where there's more openly these teachings on the subtle energy body. But they are in the Tibetan tradition, but they are just not being taught publicly, like like just like that. But the information is available. Yeah? And uh, it, so you don't find so much uh, uh, written things uh, in books also, because uh, there's not so many lamas who, who share these teachings uh, publicly like Tsokni Rinpoche does. And of course he does it because mm, it's interesting because he has, like his brother, he has uh, Mingo Rinpoche who also writes about that. He went through a, a, like a hellish experience in, as a teenager, you know, not living up to this pressure of being a tulku. And uh, you know, having being becoming really sick with panic attacks and anxiety, and uh, and he describes his journey. And for him, it was so important to have received these teachings on the subtle energy body as a way to work with his own anxiety. So he says, you know, this needs to be part of our practice, working on that level. So he says. According to the Tibetan tradition, the emotional patterns that dictate our inner sense of balance or imbalance are functions of the subtle of the subtle body. So the subtle body is a kind of interface between the mind and the physical body, yeah, an interface. So there's the physical body, the cause body, and the mind, and then there is that subtle energy body, kind of in between, which makes the connection. Yeah. So now, I, I don't want to read it, but uh, I can I can say some things which he writes about, and then I send you that. Um, so the subtle energy body is uh, described with main, mainly two uh, kind of two two aspects. One is the pathways 
uh, which uh, the, so the subtle energy body is pervading the whole body and it is uh, these pathways where the energy travels they are called uh, channels nadis is the, the Sanskrit word so these nadis are these energy channels and there's the part of that is also the chakra system which are kind of where these energy channels are um, kind of they they are they, they form knots yeah and within that uh, pathways of that uh, uh, of that subtle energy body there travels the energy which is called lung in tibetan in Sanskrit, it's called prana. In Chinese, it called, it's, it's called qi. Yeah? And, and that subtle energy body is, um, is moving, is changing with every thought, with every emotion, with everything which what we would think is happening in the brain or is happening in our thoughts. So from this point of view, we think and feel and communicate the whole time with the whole body. So it's so from this point of view, the thinking and the feelings they are not like in the brain. The brain is part of the subtle energy body, yeah. So there is that that one chakra here and then also the chakra here. But the thinking and the feeling and the emotions, they actually and the communication also right now is a function also of the subtle energy. <coughs> so while I talk, you know, I talk or I talk to a, to the conceptual part of you, but there is also something else. I make you, f you know, whatever I say, also when you look at me, when you feel me, I make you feel something. And that's that's maybe what you remember. You know, sometimes people <coughs> tell me I came to this meditation evening and I went home. I don't remember anything what you said, but I remember how you made me feel. <laughs> and that's why I came back. And I still haven't learned anything. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's probably, you have seen the research, like 10% of the communication or something is what we say in words and the rest is, uh, you know, function of the of the subtle energy body. So with every and we can feel these movements. And to say it's sensations in the body is a beginning. Yeah? Like you know, when you're angry, for example, then you would then then if I would ask you, oh, where do you feel it in your body? Then you, you have this burning in the stomach and so so it, it becomes... And then, of course, the coarse body is affected by that. That's where the interface is. So that's how we can create uh, sickness through repressed emotions and uh, uh, so... But it, so every feeling, every reactivity, uh, every... Every thought, actually every thought, is a movement in that subtle energy body. And it is, ex you can experience that if you become curious about. So when you become curious about 
what's happening in my subtle energy body when I'm angry? So then you start to look into that, being curious about that. For some people, it's quite easy to become curious about that. For some people, it's like, huh, body? No, no, my anger is here. You know, sometimes when I when I ask people, you know, where where do you feel your anger? And <coughs> yeah, it's here. It's in my thoughts. It's in my thoughts. So we live in this disembodied culture that you know, starting to explore the uh, the subtle energy body, starting to be curious about the the how the emotions are being expressed in the subtle energy body can be quite a journey. So we have a break uh, soon. Uh, part of that, part of that challenge is also, since we didn't want to feel many of our feelings from childhood on, depending on where we grew up, in which family, no, in some families you in some families you're not even allowed to be happy. It's too much for the parents to be joyful and happy and yeah. But you know in some families it's maybe anger, you're not allowed to be angry, in some families it's maybe sadness, you're not allowed to be sad. Maybe in some families it's you know being you know standing up, showing yourself. So we have learned uh, to survive, we have learned not to, not, not to feel some of our feelings. And then we have brought that into, into our you know, teenage years. And then there's this thing with being a man and being a woman. Yeah, so different things we, we, are, we, are, we were not supposed to feel. So they are all there. And he describes how uh, suppressed emotions and also traumata creates this blocks within the subtle energy body and it gets stuck and can express itself as sickness or high blood pressure. Or, you know. Uh, so when we when we start to do this work of going into the body, and that's why we might have problems with that, is we will start to uncover that energy, and it's very common when people start to do this in meditation that they experience intense uh, intense feelings coming up. Yeah. So there might be a resistance in you actually, to, to dive into the body. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's important that we understand or that we feel, that we become curious, that, or that we feel that what you want to hear, you need to touch. You have to do it. Nothing heals by ignoring. Nothing transforms through trying to keep it. Yeah. So if that makes sense to you, is 
whatever you want to hear, what you want to transform, you need to touch, you need to hold, you need to be there for it. So then you you become you you get that you, that can nurture your curiosity, your and your courage also. Okay, so let's have a break and then I will lead a meditation where I will make you a bit, try to make you a bit curious about the subtle energy body. So let's uh, have a break. take a few moments to just shift again from the break, talking. So how is it for you to be here just now? So sliding into the body in the whole body. Allowing, allowing this moment to be what it is. your belly. And maybe you can still feel the aftermath of the common the communication of the talking.
presence of the people around you. Then when you notice that you get carried away, that you emphasize stories and memories, judgments, if you, with the in-breath, you can fall back, drop back into the body, into your hands, into your belly. And then again, silence, stillness. The stillness which is always there. Even if you are agitated or tired. you to bring your mind uh, to a situation, to a recent situation where you got upset, where you got reactive. Just notice, uh, yeah, remember that situation, the people involved, the way you felt. words which were said. And then notice where this is held in your body. Where do you feel this in your body? And with the in-breath, you approach that area. There's a little distance, so you look at it, you breathe into, curiosity. And there's space, so there's the space here, created by the group. So where is that in your body? Maybe you need to go back to the situation again and then 
let go a bit of the thoughts and the memories and bring your awareness more to the body. Because the area being covered and is it quite distinct or rather diffuse and imagine your awareness to be the loving hands of a mother of a father Dalai Lama hands or Jesus hands So what's the quality of the of that energy? If it if it would be a material, what would it be? And is there color? If there's no color, what color would it have? So you don't need to focus on 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 it. Like so, you you still have uh, some some open some space. You're also aware of the surroundings, the surroundings of that sensations. So now when you breathe into, when you take it into your arms, does it change? the next in-breath you bring your attention into the whole body from the toes to the top of your head and the discomfort is just part of the experience it's still there maybe And then you can again touch it a bit more, breathe into Imagine it to be a, a, a hurt child and you take care. And maybe, maybe you can recognize that it is an old pattern. And you are the adult now, taking care of that.
if it becomes too much, you bring your awareness more again into the open, into your hands, into your feet, and into the space of awareness which we share. So that area, what you feel there, that is part of the subtle energy body. So if you drop all names, all stories for just a moment, even the words good and bad, so what would be here without story? of getting a sense of the bare energy in that. So now you let go of that as best as you can and I invite you to bring your mind to a an experience where you really felt good, where you felt happy, where you felt seen, accepted, loved, or maybe a moment in a recent moment in nature. Allow your mind intuitively to go to a moment like that. Imagine that moment, how you felt. What happened, how it was. And then allow your mind to go to where this is being held in your body. So can you feel that situation in your body? Where is it in your body? Is it a, a distinctive area or rather diffuse and difficult to find? Can you intensify it a little? color is connected with that area. 
gifts. If it would be a material, what would it be? See if you can spread it a bit. So that energetic expression of happiness or of joy or of love uh, is a function of the subtle energy body. stillness into that which is aware. you find a place of rest within the midst within the midst of your experience just as it is the end of this meditation we share the stillness the space with each other and and then also with the city our homes and 
places where we work with where we work Turn to this space wherever we are. for you to find that uh, space in your body? Was it easy, difficult? I'm not quite sure I know the difference between just trying to feel things in the body and then the stable energy body. Mm-hmm. So could you feel something in your body? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I tried to really focus on it and then it like all these things to put description on it. Mm-hmm. So Where was it in your body? Like really here. Yeah. And then it was coming up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. warm and mm-hmm. It was warm. Yeah. And like kind of orange colored. Yeah. So it's kind of also when you try to focus on how you feel in your body, it's kind of the same. Orange colored, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, would you say that this orange colored, uh, that uh, was it? You said like. Like here, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like I imagine it like a warm, watery thing. Yeah, yeah. And that it was like growing Mm. and being warm and orange Mm. because it was connected to that I was crying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was like this Mm -hmm. kind of going up and Mm -hmm. also maybe here. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Sandra, she's here. Uh, okay, are you fine? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Um, so your question is, uh, isn't that just the cost body? Yeah. Yeah. Like how would you say that it's different from the cost body? Like, yeah. Mm. So, what what else could it be? I mean, the color, the movement of energy, uh, that it was, I mean, that it was kind of spreading through different areas of the body. So, would you say this is this is what you experienced was this uh, yeah. muscles and bones and no it's yeah. like it's actually like the things that happen in the head make it feel in the body so uh-huh. it's like the yeah that's your that's your sense yeah, yeah. that that it kind of starts in the head yeah Yeah. but I get Mm. your point like it's not like my yeah I don't have like something in my skin yeah it's like actually things yeah yeah there is probably uh, a connection I mean like if someone now would look at your coarse body we would say ah yeah there is some uh, some a bit more adrenaline or yeah so Mm -hmm. Uh, but it seems to be what what you describe that it is a bit more than mm. some physical uh, some physical movement. Mm. It is also there. That's why you can't. I mean, that's how Sukhni Rinpoche describes. It's like the interface between the cause body and the mind. Yeah. Mm. So. You can't make it like this. Like this is the coarse body, this is the subtle body, and this is the mind. Mm. But from the from the Tibetan point of view, what you describe that would be an experience of the subtle energy body. And was it possible for you to connect with a good, uh, with a good experience? Could you feel that also? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like more like I imagine, like you know, when you have New Year's and those things. So that they call did you, you like them? Mm-hmm. Ah, the yes. yeah, uh-huh. like that they were everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> The, what was the situation you you mentioned? <laughs> it was. I mean, for me, it was just because I was at a really nice workshop, uh-huh. a knitting workshop, and there was so many exciting information and people. Yeah. So I was trying to recall this yeah. like good excitement. Yeah, good excitement. Mm. So yeah. it just was more like it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. The other one was yeah. only like here, and yeah. the other things were just. I said, no, no. Uh, Spazzy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes. In in the Tibetan tradition, or 
not only in the Tibetan tradition, but there is uh, one one work being done through meditation is that you uh, you soak in, you, know, you you stabilize that kind of experience. So you use positive images, for example, remembering your master or remembering uh, a moment of kindness. So you imagine that, and then you kind of you make that the meditation. Like you stabilize into your subtle energy body the experience of joy. And you do that. So every morning, the experience of joy, the experience of joy. And in that way, you, you your subtle energy body becomes more familiar with joy. Mm-hmm. And more e- it becomes easy, more easy accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While like the meditation on gratefulness... So you do like gratefulness, you meditate on gratefulness and you give space to the experience and in that way you you stabilize that as a way of being in in daily life. Yes, is that a classical meditation? Uh, It's in all meditations. I mean, this is a a common misunderstanding that compassion is something... Uh, which you can, which is mental, but compassion is embodied, mm-hmm. and you embody it. Uh, you embody it through the. Uh, so you're not saying, "May all beings be happy." You no, know, this may all beings be happy. You, we are not. You're not meditating as a stick, uh, and it's a head on a stick. And, and uh, so that's that's we will never develop. Compassion through blah blah blah. Uh, so it's like, may all beings be happy. So, and then you, then you go there, and then, then you feel, and you feel, and you feel, and you familiarize yourself with it. And then it's, then you start to feel it in your hands, in your heart, in your belly. And then you, then you, then you become that. Yes. For me, it was it was quite easy to connect and to yeah. imagine, and it's easy when you guide us mm. and when I have to use my mind. The problem is the stillness. I, I would like to know if because when I, when we have to be still, then I feel like pain in my body, and I need to move, and it's mm. so hard to really like. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. It's something in the other soul so or uh, I have a problem. Yeah. So, so you're like yeah. when when we will start to do this, we can move. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So one way to so the stillness which I talk about has nothing to do with this. What you know, what what you try, well, what the, it sounds like, like if there's many clouds and there's wind outside, when you try to make that still. But what I point to, uh, to the word stillness, is the sky, which is always there. Yeah. And this is a common frustration for beginners in meditation, that we feel that 
we need to calm down to experience peace, to experience stillness. But what we are exploring here is something more radical. And maybe one way to, um, to approach that experiential is to search in your body for places which are more still. Like when I ask you, for example, now, uh, your feet, how, they, how, how are they, your feet? Can, can you just check how they are? Do they feel restless or? Yeah, no, no. They, actually, this is the part that is more <laughs> quiet. <laughs> they're quiet. Yeah. 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 Well, how is your hands? Sweaty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The tension is here somewhere. Yeah, the tension is there. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that would be uh, one way in meditation uh, to to connect with stillness, with the stillness which is already there. Not trying to calm this down and doing something with it, but bringing your attention to that which is already that where there is already more comfort. Because you know, what you pay attention to influences a lot how you feel. Like if you pay attention to the ten if you pay attention to the tension in, in your neck, then you feel everything is tense. Uh, and then, of course, on a on a relative level, you can also see what you can what you can do with the tension, like doing some yoga, lying down when you meditate. Uh, so, yeah. it's that's that, that's that's a combination of you know using a develop, developmental model like methods. But of course, at one point, you need to find, you need to strengthen your capacity to be at ease and to be in peace with whatever happens. Because your body is falling apart and there's nothing, you can do yoga, you can do all the relaxation methods. You, you will go through periods of suffering and pain in your body. You will age. You will die, you will have go through periods of sickness. Uh, so the relative kind of uh, feeling good, yeah, that's the relative. And you feel, yeah, the energy is flowing, and I feel soft. That's that's good. I mean, we we should have more of that and do whatever is possible to experience like that. But it's provisional. It's not. It's not a safe refuge. Because, because it will disappear. So that's why it is so important uh, to uh, get to know that space in you which is always in peace. Indestructible, independent. There's a, independent from how well your body is doing or how well your life is doing. And that's what you... That, that's what that's the the gold of meditation
And that's innermost awareness. Yeah, that's and that's different for everybody, like everybody has their own way, that own part, let's say, that is more still and some more. Yes, but the you no, know, this uh, finding in your body uh, 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 some comfort that's not uh, <coughs> that can be like a stepping stone then into innermost awareness yeah but it is like it is a provisional method of uh, making it possible to create some more space so that then awareness itself can be explored from that it's but like it's manifestation of the awareness through the body yeah yes and and you and it's more difficult to find the peace within tension and anxiety. Yeah, so that's why provisional methods like yoga and relaxation methods and compassion and all, all that uh, prepares the mind for then going deeper than that. Yeah. And it's different for everyone. Yes, it's different. I wanted to ask something mm. regarding this um, uh, the, when you explore, let's say, the bad and the good. Mm. Uh, in my case, the, the bad one was much stronger. I could feel like laughing where it was okay. Mm. And the happy one, I had problems recalling it. Mm. I don't know if it's, uh, if it's uh, related to um, having it hard to connect to that memory. I just somehow try to recollect, uh, mm. try to recreate the situation, but it's somehow always slipped away. Yeah. And, uh, mm. I just um, want to ask if, if there is any, any kind of way to kind of to, to search for that a bit. Mm. Mm. It is, uh, I mean, it, it has to do with how you feel today and what kind of period in your life you are. So, but also, yeah, Unfortunately, we we kind of we have meditated on feeling on feeling bad a lot, so it's very easy for us to meditate like that because we have been doing it. We have been beating ourselves up. We we have been feeling like failure. So, and that's meditation. It's just a meditation on a on a crappy object. And, and, and it worked. So our energy system has familiarized itself more with being anxious than being joyful. And it also has, I think, some evolutionary advantage that we at one point started to look into more into the problems than into what is going well. So we are kind of hardwired a bit uh, from our background uh, to see life problematic so it could be easier for us out of habit and out of our uh, biological makeup that it is easier for us to connect with anxiety and a negative experience than positive so it takes some training some work like the gratitude meditation for example would be one uh, which many people experience quite quite quickly in effect. So that would be an example of how you to returning to that for a few months, yeah, like with a certain discipline uh, to gratitude, 
that then it becomes easier and easier for your nervous system to tune in and to gratitude. So there's nothing wrong with you. It's uh, it's a common a common experience. Yeah. But that sounds a bit more like striving for something than being definitely. So that is it's definitely uh, so. This uh, kind of meditation they belong to the developmental model. Yeah. So. And uh, and it makes sense in in because it's easier for the mind to relax into openness, into interconnectedness, into the stillness when we are in a in a somewhat more uplifted space. It's easier. So that's why in the Tibetan tradition they put a lot of emphasis into the preparation. Yeah, so the preparation. Uh, but it's definitely possible to have glimpses and to dive into peace even if your life is falling apart. What about the feeling of grace that, uh, yes, uh, becomes spontaneously and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so the feeling of grace is from from the from this point of view is this moments where innermost awareness, where your nature, where your with a with a heart, kind of shines through. It it breaks through. And fortunately, we experience these moments of grace, yeah. And we might them, and we might experience them, particularly in moments of our life where everything is falling apart, where we have a hard time. That suddenly, yeah, uh, and yeah, so it's going to happen because the. The sky will prevail. Love will win. Because that's real. Mm. Anxiety is unreal in the sense it's a, it's created, it's a fantasy, it's made up. So the sky will always break broke, break open. You just need to wait. You know, if the storm comes, if there's uh, days of rain you know the sky will win because the clouds are adv adventitious. They are impermanent. They are conditioned. They come and go. So your anxiety is impermanent. It comes and goes. It's uh, dependent on, depending on different causes. So you can relax. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main message of the Buddhist teachings. It yes. sounds a bit like it makes a difference whether the sky is a positive or a negative sky. Isn't it really just the the notion that this is just a sky and the heaven is there as well? Or, is it, sorry, it's just a cloud and the sky is there. If you get my point, I did I confuse... The, the, the sky itself would be the space. Exactly, and yeah. that space, according to the teachings and according of experience is in the nature of love. So in that sense, the sky is good. 
there's a basic goodness. It's called basic goodness, natural goodness. Okay, so thank you very much. I will send you some more, some something to read about the subtle energy body and the homework for this week is to ask how does this feel in my body as much as possible how what Sorry. how does this feel in my body so i'm 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 pissed off how does this feel in my body i enjoy this meal how does this feel in my body i'm sitting in the sun how does this feel in my body i listen to a piece of music how does this feel in my body I see a piece of art, I see a beautiful person. How does this feel in my body? I can't sleep because I worry. How does this feel in my body? It's wonderful. It's fantastic. It's it's so rich. Okay. See you next week.